Hey Tribe, and welcome back to the Free Radicals Podcast. It's been a while. We needed a mental health break. Sure did. As I think many of you did. I'm Tori, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Jeremy, in case you've forgotten. It's been a while. (laughs) Uh, Guys, we just needed to go off the grid for a little bit and take it easy. Um, We were... We were hunkering down, uh, sheltering in place at home with family because a lot of the natural uh, national park lands and uh, BLM lands were shut down for camping and it was really the only solution that we could think of. And having to go back uh, and stay in the South uh, that's overwhelmingly populated with people that are hypnotized by Donald Trump is very hard on your mental health. <laughs> <laughs> After a few months of that, you're you're about ready to snap. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so we did not, um, we didn't feel like ourselves, and we didn't really feel that we were in a place to kind of create and give perspective. We needed to kind of get our own perspective back, and I feel good. How about you? Yeah. Well, we're out in nature again. Yeah. And it's beautiful. The leaves are changing because it's fall. Well, we're coming into fall quickly. So if you hear a rushing river in the background, uh, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I feel like we just needed to focus our creativity inwards a little bit. Yes. Me especially, I've been doing a lot of painting. Just, you know, like quiet expression. But now I feel like I can talk about all of this stuff without losing my nerve. (laughs) But, you know, 2020 has been a hard year for everybody. I don't think anyone expected these compounding crises to last quite as long as they have. Mm -hmm. Most people at this point have written 2020 off altogether. Um, So I think we just want to take some time and just talk about what's going on. Indeed. Um, Yeah, like it just, it got really hard for a while there to keep paying attention. And I know that's where a lot of people are right now. Like it's just... There's only so long that it can go on, constantly being assaulted with horrific negative news stories, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't seem to stop. And you know, I mean, just last week, one half of the country was on fire; uh, the other half was getting hit with multiple hurricanes, like in the same week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just bizarre, or within a, a couple weeks of each other, or something like that. I'm sorry, but like it's just. That combined with the political climate, which is just Mm. insane. Like, it is... I've never seen anything like this, and I just had my 42nd birthday. Thanks to everyone that sent me birthday wishes. Um, It's... I don't know. Like, like this this is America's darkest hour, for sure. Yeah, all of that combined with a pandemic. Yes. That we were not planned or prepared for at all. Yes, and this podcast is not going to be just wallowing in, like, our, our last one was pretty down in the dumps. And <laughs> it, it, it came from, you know, months of being in an environment where you didn't feel a whole lot of hope, you know. <laughs> but we've we've been inspired by nature again, and we feel like we're back in our element, and we're just, we're ready to get back into it. And really, it's just a call to action to harden your resolve. Yeah. Because you know, I'm in in organize where you can, you know, if, if if there if there's an area that you can organize and it's possible for you, do that. Unite with people because 
we're headed for the main event right now. I, I think the next few months in America are going to be, for better or worse, it's going to probably decide the fate of the planet. And I, I hate to say that as an American, like we're the most important thing going on, but listen, we have 800 military bases all around the world. Uh, this, this, this is who we are. We just, we, we bully the planet into doing what we want to do. So what happens here is going to determine probably the course of the Earth for the next, who knows. Probably uh, the next generation. Yes. a generational power in this country. And let me make sure that, that you're understanding my framing of that. I'm not saying that if we vote Joe Biden in, then like it's going to fix everything. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. Um, it, it's not like, I'm not framing this in like the uh, corporate media, like this is the most important election of our lives and there's so much difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. No, that's not it. It's that I think we're heading for some kind of major event like Donald Trump, like not submitting to the results of the election if he even loses, um, which that's very uncertain at this point, and then there's going to be some kind of constitutional crisis that goes on. And we've already mm -hmm. seen, like, there's, the right wing has this fascist army ready to go, man. It's already in the tank. They're already killing protesters in the streets and getting cheered on by the oligarch class for doing it. The corporate media. It's, man, like we've just, we've never been at a point like this. People have never been this volatile and about to explode. And I'm not faulting anybody for getting to that state because like I've certainly had my brushes with feeling that way uh, over the past several months. But I don't know, honey, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of horrible things going on right now so there's going to be a lot of different solutions for all of these things mm -hmm. so we're not here to sell you on one or two solutions I mean we have our own ideas about things but you know we just we have to organize where we can like Jeremy said and we have to try to be cohesive throughout all of this because that's the only way that we're going to make it out against it you know this fascist right-wing army that is in the pipeline and that's a lot of what I want to go over today. Just like social media's complicity, especially in building these figures that are now fighting leftists of all varieties mm -hmm. and are not only doing it online, but are taking it to the streets and how that translates into the media upholding these figures who are literal Nazis. Yes. <laughs> and we are normalizing this to the point where we're putting ourselves and our countrymen in a very dangerous, delicate situation. Mm -hmm. I think the best that I can figure after watching the circumstances of the past several months, the only thing that the only conclusion that I can reach after absorbing all of this and contemplating it for months and months is that the ruling oligarchs want a fascist dictatorship at this point because they feel that that's the only way they're going to be able to hold on to capitalism now that it's grown to this mm -hmm. grotesque level of inequality. Exactly. So, you know, now that it's gotten to this point where it is just so unfair, so unjust, the ruling class once again looted the, the treasury for trillions of dollars. 
and gave us a twelve hundred dollar one time check, which at this point amounts to like five bucks a day or something. Yep. And now that they've taken it to this extreme, they know that the only way that they can control it is if they have a far more militaristic, mm-hmm. authoritarian form of government that's just going to lay down the law and say, we don't care if you don't like it. This is just how it is. And if you don't like it, we'll kill you. And a population that is mobilized with those beliefs mm-hmm. who will also fight against us. Yes. And for the corporate state. So when you say like these ruling oligarchs, we're talking about that generational wealth, these generational families mm-hmm. who for the last 150 years have owned and operated everything and privatized everything. Yes. You know, like those are the people who we have been supporting through our welfare for the last, you know, since the New Deal. We've just been giving away corporate or taxpayer money to these corporations mm-hmm. to basically destroy our economy and our social fabric. Yeah. And now they want to take everything. And they have made the inequality so grotesque and so far reaching that they have isolated themselves. They have built themselves so far above us that they can't even see us at all. Like the Jeff Bezos, who are just making billions every month, just getting filthy rich off of this growing unjustness and inequality. While we have lines at food pantries for miles long, like while people are so desperate and going out of their minds right now, like while every like measurable factor of societal cohesion is just out of control from domestic violence to suicide rates to all this stuff. They want everything. They're not happy with this piecemeal, like giving us a little bit of welfare. No, they will not entertain Medicare for all or free tuition or debt relief or anything like that. They want to take every last bit of our assets and our equity. Mm -hmm. And they are doing it by creating this racist, white supremacist lynch mob, Mm -hmm. not just online to being mobilized, but in every facet of our institutions. We put that ideology above humanitarianism every single time. Yes, and you have to, you have to understand the ruse of controlled opposition from the corporate state. Like you, you have countries like face or companies. Like there's really no difference, is there? Like countries and companies. Exactly right. Like the United like, Corporations of America. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Yes. But, but literally. At at this point, like their their public relations is such that like they will do like some faux uh, action against the right wing like taking down a post that is literally calling for people to be killed. But like what what's that the the story that we heard with there's a former like Alabama police officer uh that that was like he, he used to be like the deputy or the sheriff or something like that and he was kicked off the police force, right? But now he's like a right-wing personality because of course any time that you do something like really grotesque and disgusting you're going to be raised up by these people, uh, whether it's the the bigot lady in Kentucky that denied marriage certificates to like gay people and all this stuff. Like, like Donald Trump did it at the State of the Union address where he gave Rush, Rush Limbaugh, Limbaugh yeah. the Medal of Honor, Honor yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we glorify these hate mongers in our society mm-hmm. to no end, and 
let's just talk about what sparked this conversation. Yeah. Because this morning, you woke <laughs> up to a Facebook message from Facebook mm -hmm. saying that you, you cannot post or comment for seven days mm -hmm. because once again, you have been reported and blocked by a right-wing troll who attacked you first mm -hmm. and then when you responded with facts and logic, you were the one who was punished. Yes, and this has happened to me multiple times over the past several months. The first time that I got like a strike from Facebook was whenever I was saying something about the armed protesters who went into the Michigan Capitol to protest lockdown orders. And I was saying, look at these crazed rednecks that, that are marching into the Capitol armed to intimidate lawmakers to protect their free dumbs, D-U-M-B-S. I thought that was clever. <laughs> for, for that comment, like I was given a strike, and then pretty much every time after that, it's been a situation where a right-wing troll comes after me, hideously, like says really jacked up stuff to me, calls me a murderer, racist, all kinds of stuff, and then I respond back to him, and sometimes I take an aggressive tone because like, I'm not one to back down from a fight, really. <laughs> so, um, but then I get banned. I can't report them, and then like I've tried to report right-wing provocateurs for like really awful shit, egregious, like, like egregiously racist shit, rhetoric. harassment, threats, and then I'll get a response back like, "This does not violate our community policy, but you can block this person if you want to." Mm -hmm. It's this is chilling. Now people wonder how Mark Zuckerberg is getting super rich while this is going on. This is how. He is taking dark money to silence left-wing voices on social media. I made a post about, like, one, because I got banned a few months ago for something similar, and, like, I took screenshots of it and made a post about it, and then, like, once I made that post, all these people commented about a very similar story that had happened to them. Mm -hmm. So it's not just me. This is an orchestrated campaign, and... I mean, QAnon would not even be as much of a thing without Facebook. Like, they let this crap go on forever. Like, I mean, literally, just the, the craziest shit that you can imagine, they, they, they won't take that down. But if you defend yourself from getting harassed... It's true. Like, I've seen Facebook friends get banned for calling out these types of murderers. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... Well, of course, you know, the two father and son who killed Ahmaud Arbery uh -huh. earlier she was saying something about how they're like I don't know something something not so nice about them but who like why would you say anything nice about them at this point our buddy Steve Worley yeah had been banned for that yeah. Similar. yeah and she was banned for calling out those disgusting people for murdering uh -huh. hunting and murdering a black man yeah but I have seen people threatening to lynch protesters online yeah. and have actual call to actions to incite violence against protesters and i would try to report them and they would say that it's not against community guidelines now people will say that facebook is doing censorship of fake news you know like when covid first came out 
and people were sharing all kinds of disinformation and they would take those post downs and report a pandemic. Yes. But all that did was create a controversy around the conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories, made people seek them out. And it's just also like a false sense that Facebook is actually protecting us. They are putting on a pedestal right-wing propaganda mm-hmm. and hate mongers, people who would incite violence against protesters and leftists. Mm-hmm. And they're just creating this false reality for people to live in. That is, if you understand how the right-wing does what it does, if you really understand them, you know that making the oppressors out to be the victim Mm -hmm. is at the core of everything that they do. They they make white Christians feel like that they are this oppressed minority group. They they make, uh, you know, there's always these stories about the violent left, the hateful left. Like this has been going on. Yeah, the mob. Like this has been going on for years. And even when factual reports from the FBI come out showing that uh, Antifa, anti-fascists are responsible for zero deaths over the past 25 years, and we we witness the deaths from right-wing mobs happening right before our eyes on a regular basis, not just Kyle Rittenhouse, but going back to Dylan Roof and, and all these other crazed shooters, the Las Vegas shooter. And of course, all of the police officers. Mm -hmm. Of course, which are all part of that same ideology because our police are trained by like far right-wing parliamentary uh, paramilitary Israelis yeah I mean like it's this is some dark shit man but our media acts like these people are in the right somehow and they convince large portions of the population to feel the same way mm-hmm. and that is the danger in all of this they've created a left-wing boogeyman in Joe Biden like imagine calling him Joe a far leftist. A far leftist is oh. just insulting. <laughs> like, like Joe Biden has the exact same politics as Ronald Reagan. Like they both were opposed to busing and were on record doing so in the eighties. Uh, they both supported paramilitary groups in South America. Death squads. Yeah, yeah, that burned women and children. They were both on board for that. So like that's Joe Biden's politics. Mm-hmm. Is Ronald Reagan basically? And they're framing Joe Biden as being this radical leftist. Like, that is the state of disinformation that we have reached, like, in this country. Like, we live in a post-truth society. Literally. Everything that led us here and everything that is happening to us right now is because we don't have any laws against committing massive fraud against your own people, against propagandizing your people. Now, that was formally repealed... A few years ago by Obama, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our Mr. Left-Wing Hero Obama. Um, but it's been informally legal for quite a long time. The United States has been drowning in bullshit narratives for generations. I mean, like the entire Cold War was just one big psyop mm-hmm. to, to justify endless military spending in framed Russia, who won World War II, who saved the planet from the Nazis. <laughs> As, as as the great evil in the world. And don't get me wrong. Once Stalin took power and really got dark, he did some really bad things. Mm-hmm. But, but compared to what America has done, 
and it, continues to and do. continues to do. There's just no contest. I mean, Russia is a pretty nefarious actor under under Putin as well. Mm-hmm. But still, when you're comparing it to the actions of the United States, it's just like we've always had to have such intense propaganda efforts to convince the population mm-hmm. of American exceptional exceptionalism mm-hmm. and to justify our heinous actions abroad. Yes. And uh, now they're trying to justify the terrible actions that they're committing against their own people. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that through the state media. They're doing it through social media mm-hmm. because these are extremely powerful tools of persuasion. And it is manifesting in a very dangerous way, a Nazi-esque way, if you are being honest with what is happening against protesters. And you know what, protesters? They are fighting for everyone's rights, not just their marginalized groups. Mm-hmm. And the media and social media is trying to put on a platform white supremacists, aggressors, so that way when the real takeover happens, it's just like everyone has no recourse. And what's worse than that is many people are going to believe that the protesters and leftists are the demons that need to be taken down. Yeah. Like, what? Because <laughs> hey, that's exactly it. Like, they, they have framed leftists, people who want social programs, uh, people who want equality for everybody to be treated equally. Somehow, we're the demons. And this has to do a lot with the QAnon narrative. Oh, God. The conspiracy theories that have been floating around since 2016, but have come to an ugly head here in 2020. If you're not familiar with QAnon, Mm -hmm. which I think most people are these days, and we've talked about it on our show several times, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just they have made people believe that Hillary Clinton and Obama and basically all Democrats are like child sacrifice child sex trafficking and sacrificing Mm -hmm. literal demons who like drink the blood of babies Mm -hmm. to keep themselves young Mm -hmm. and free from covid Mm -hmm. (laughs) it all ties together pedovores basically because they eat the souls of children or something the life energy of children like it is just the most it is the most crazy religious like nonsense ever like you have to have a mind that is primed for magical thinking to ever even entertain some silly shit like this. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you're eating the souls of children? Like, that's like some shit in the Sin City comic that I read when I was a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you're as fascinated by the origin of these conspiracy theories as we are, we definitely recommend listening to Media Roots Radio Podcast. Robbie Martin does better work on QAnon than anybody out there. He's amazing. Yeah, he's kind of the leading voice in the anti-QAnon movement right now. But but, dis- but dismissing these people and not thinking that they are a serious threat is a dire exactly. mistake. Okay? Like, this is a fascist, a religious fascist lynch mob. Like, they have started to turn more and more violent with their rhetoric. Like, I, I, I've been threatened by them online. It's... It, it's really getting to a scary point. And, like, look, if you know anything about history, you know that these types of mobs have been used by the ruling elite in society for thousands of years. In the medieval times, European culture, which is what we're living under still to this day, had witch burnings. 
They would burn people at the stake for being heretics, which was basically just going against the, the, the wishes of the ruler in any way. Or if they dared to try to say that, like, hey, the king is not divinely chosen by God. You know, which was their, their, their line at the time. Then the king just had them burned. And the whole time that they had them burned, there are people cheering wildly for the most grotesque, heinous barbarism that, that's even conceivable for us to witness with our eyes. <laughs> this type of mob has been used over and over again. And now you have these people who, they're not very bright. Let's just be honest, okay? You're not, you're not, you're not extremely educated or well-read if you can be sucked into something like this to this extreme, to where you're like actually willing to harm people on behalf of it. Well, that's the thing. It's not just people online anymore. Mm -hmm. We are seeing them in real life. Yes. There are politicians. Like, what's her name? Laura Loomer. She's yeah. like a right wing. She just got elected, I believe, mm -hmm. and she is publicly talking about QAnon this, conspiracy theories. This is scary. And Donald Trump has been publicly asked by reporters if he is in fact saving the children and he said, well, would it be so bad if I were? Mm -hmm. Like, and a man showed up to a public place armed saying that he was there to save the children. Mm -hmm. well, they, that, that was from Pizzagate back in the day, which was the precursor to QAnon. Oh, yeah. that, I thought there was something recently. There, there have been a lot of recent like QA non-violence incidents, but yeah, like it's, it's. But these people are coming out into the real world, mm -hmm. pushing this stuff and acting on it. Mm -hmm. Imagine looking at liberals, because we're all liberals to them, even though we're liberals and leftists are very different. But anyway, imagine looking at all of us like we are actual demons, <laughs> like we want to sell children off to yes. elitist pedophiles. I, I've seen people who I thought were, you know, not, let's just say not right-wingers, okay? Just like people that were kind of apolitical and didn't care uh, before all this happened, before this year. Now they're sharing posts like, Planned Parenthood is selling the baby parts to whoever so that they can extract the adrenochrome from it <laughs> Sorry. like seriously like you you know it would be it, it is funny because it's absurd and like sometimes you bust out laughing at how absurd that it is but at the same time it's just there are cynical. now millions of people that believe this shit millions millions they they actually believe it and like, I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know if they're putting something in the food that, that, that Tori and I aren't eating. I, I just, I don't know what is going on, but like, there no, is just... What, what's going on is that, and I just heard another YouTuber talking about it. Maybe you can remind me of her name. Uh, but conservatives are scientifically proven to be driven by fear. Oh, totally. Yeah. That, like, I, I, God, I wish I knew her name. I, I want to give her a shout out because she's really good. Yeah, uh, but they did yeah. lots of studies to that showed that conservatives make decisions based on their fear. Mm -hmm. And so a this QAnon thing, I believe, is a, well, forgive me for using this term, a deep state psyop. Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds so conspiratorial. But it the fact that it has reached so many people mm -hmm. and it has played on our deepest fear of, like, hurting children, right? Because you don't fuck with children, right? Yeah. Everyone agrees on that. And to use them 
as bait for creating this army of of people against the left um, you gotta think that it's orchestrated in some way this is not just some Joe Schmo on a laptop convincing the whole population of these crazy beliefs no and, and you've seen that with a lot of the psyops that have happened this year like with pandemic people actually believing that pandemic was just this organic exactly. like you know group of small citizens that just like made this film and put it out at light speed okay like highly polished and all this like they they, they just put it together so fast and then it gets promoted and gets millions and millions of views in the first day before it gets taken down now listen mm -hmm. if you know anything about youtube uh, you don't just like you're not just some random person <laughs> and like make your first video and put it up there and then it gets millions of views right away that is orchestrated that was planned by was very powerful people and if these people actually possessed the ability of critical thinking they would understand that just how popular and widely shared pandemic was proves that it's coming from the powerful it's not just like people who were like you know brave <laughs> like citizens who are fighting back against an oppressive government. That is a ridiculous narrative. I just don't know. Like the, the, Ugh, the, It's just so crazy. The stuff that I have seen people believe this year has... It has blown my mind. Like, I had no idea that humans could actually get this far gone in such a short amount of time. And they're so confident. The hardest thing that you will ever try to do in the world is talk to somebody who's not very well informed, who is intellectually lazy, and try to convince them that maybe they don't know what they think they know. It's one of the cruel ironies of human nature that the less you know, the more likely you are to be belligerent in being sure about what you know. And people who are highly educated that really have read again and again and again, they're the ones that are like, huh, I could be wrong, let me go look into that. And they may or may not change their views. Is it human nature or American Maybe. nature? Maybe. <laughs> That's a good question. I feel like some other cultures are a little more humble than we are. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's for certain. Uh, that there, There's no question of that. So, my friends, we have to be hyper aware and like we have to like really harden ourselves right now. Because we're going to see some stuff over the next several months. We really are. Uh, I just, I can't believe that this is actually reality at the moment. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hardening myself and, and I'm getting ready to, like, be strong through whatever's happening. But at the same time, it's so crazy that it doesn't feel real all the time. It really doesn't. Do you find that? Oh, yeah. I feel like we've all just been, we've had, like, a bubble in our head where we don't really feel like ourselves anymore mm -hmm. because nothing in our life is how we identify it anymore i don't know yeah. it's really affecting the subconscious of i think most people yeah and so uh there is reason to hope though i definitely want to make sure that we put that out there because even though things are getting crazier and crazier like there is a lot of organizing happening now on the left there really is and please you know again I, that, that's my call to action. Like, if you are in a, in a, in a position where you can organize, if, if, if that's even possible in your area, like, please do that. Because it's, 
it's important that compassionate people are aligned with each other right now because those who were up against as far as regular working class people that believe in all this crazy stuff like they're not bad people most of them they're not that's not the problem the problem is not that they're evil the problem is that they've been abused their entire lives most of them and people reach a point like where they just they you know they they break and it takes a lot to put yourself back together after you've broken you know it takes a lot of learning and or in a, unlearning it, or unlearning and in a society that condemns learning just outright condemns it uh, when you live in a highly religious christian society and the very first story in the bible is that if you seek out knowledge then god's going to punish you forever <laughs> like, when you live in that society trying to get people to learn and broaden their horizons and look at their problems and their behaviors from a new perspective that is very difficult to get done and it's yeah that, that that's what makes what we have to do so hard and I, I've tried every conceivable way to, to get through to Trumpers you know I've I've pleaded my heart compassionately uh, I've I've gotten to a shouting match with them <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I, I've, I've tried to come at them intellectually and like see like see this cannot be true because of this and no matter what you do it... I really like what Benjamin Dixon said though like we can't spend so much time reacting to all of the right wings you know cries because mm -hmm. they're always saying or doing something heinous and the left is spending so much time just reacting to them exactly right and they know what they're doing exactly yeah. they're just trying to poke the snake and get a reaction out of us so that way we can just waste time arguing with them mm -hmm. and that's that's not really the key here is it so I mean yeah we have to organize where we can donate where you can but I think we all have to take a personal responsibility in just committing to constantly evolving mm -hmm. right yes so that way we can continue to improve our ideas and then move toward a humanitarian worldview we all have a lot of unlearning from the abuse that our society has given us mm -hmm. um you know like individualism in my opinion is a mental illness we are not individual creatures we are a collective that literally could not survive without each other and we need to start focusing our policies toward that. Mm -hmm. So if we keep working on ourselves and being as humanitarian as we possibly can, then maybe we can move to this sort of socialist utopia where there's radical equality. I know that sounds so scary to conservatives. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that, that that really is a big part of what we have to do to get out of this, you know, and. I think that the most important piece of knowledge to kind of take with us now is that everything that's happening to us right now, everything from the number of COVID deaths that we have uh, to how badly our politics has degraded, all of it goes back to the fact that we don't have any laws or protections in our society that prevent us from being indoctrinated by mm -hmm. nefarious forces. There are no, mm -hmm. no safety measures whatsoever put in place so that public figures, even that work 
for the government are not prevented from creating fascist mobs with a completely artificial reality that they're living in. Like, they live in a world that has been manufactured from lies. Like, pure narrative lies. Mm -hmm. Their whole lives, like, um, like modern conservative culture is just psychological torture from the time that you're a child. I grew up in it. I can tell you exactly what happens to kids. You don't question the dominant beliefs of conservative culture. You don't do that. If you do that, the consequences are dire. We are social creatures. Like you, you were saying before, like hyper-individualism is definitely a mental illness. And it's an intentionally orchestrated mental illness by the ruling class. Mm -hmm. Because if you can put somebody in that state, then you can make them do pretty much whatever you want. And honestly, the way that the people end up like they do, I mean, reading a good parenting book is just not something that happens in conservative culture because they believe that they just know things. They just think that they know them because that's just the way that it is. If you ever watch Game of Thrones, you'll hear people say, like, it is known. Because, it is known. Yeah, <laughs> it is known. Because, like, you just think that the knowledge just appears within you. Like, there's no, like, studying or research or work that goes into understanding how things work. You just know, because that's just the way that it is. Well, I mean, they... Conservatives are also religious, right? Right. And I think you always make this really good point about how the first story in the Bible condemns knowledge. Mm -hmm. So not only do low-income rural areas where a lot of conservatives live not get proper education because there's no money going into their towns. And, and, and their public schools that they go to actually have like American propaganda in them, like complete lies. And a lot of them have um, religion in mm -hmm. them, in oh, their yeah. schools. Intelligent design yeah. is just, for those who don't know, intelligent design is something that we have here in America where instead of teaching that like God is real, they've kind of like made this uh, version where like maybe there was some kind of creative force behind the universe. But like really it's just kind of like priming your mind to think that God is real. It's like a precursor, right? They, they, they want to get away with that when they can't just get away with saying like, follow the Bible, you know? <laughs> like, well, yeah, so people in socioeconomic situations like that mm -hmm. are primed to listen to an authoritarian. Exactly right. Right. Whether it's the preacher or their father or God himself or the president of the United States, mm -hmm. you know, or any public figurehead who's telling them something. They have an abused child to abuser parent relationship with all forms of authority. Correct. And that's, okay, so that's what's happening in their life. But for the rest of the world, or the country, I should say, um, our media, everything that is being told to us on a national scale is state-run propaganda. Mm -hmm. Because the media companies, there's only a handful of people who own all of the local stations, yep. all of the national stations. Yep. So they all have the same narrative. Yeah, and there's so many like clips on YouTube of like, all the, the anchors across the country saying like saying exactly same the same words it's really terrifying if you look at it 
Exactly. And we don't have the fairness doctrine anymore, mm -hmm. which... Created monsters like Rush Limbaugh in the first place. Yeah, and we used to have a law that made it to where both sides had to be represented in the media. But now they can all tell sort of different versions of the same narrative. You can, art you can create an artificial reality for people to live in. Yes. And that is what they've done. And if that is not a crime against humanity, what is... To, to completely steal the purpose of a human being's life and make them follow this corporate proto-fascist agenda of being a useful idiot that goes out and kills your fellow poor working class people on behalf of billionaires that want to control it all? How is that not a crime against humanity? Yeah, this is far beyond just using us for consumerism. People love to say that Facebook is getting rich from ad revenue. It is so much more than just selling us ads. Like, what they are selling us is persuasion. Mm -hmm. They are selling all of our thoughts and opinions to other companies so that way we can be specifically targeted in many psychological ways other than just advertisements and memes. No, it's not just ad revenue, and that's important to understand. Like, Mark Zuckerberg is almost certainly taking money from think tanks, public relations companies, people that have a huge stake in controlling how people think. And then what he does is hand them highly targeted individuals because they know everything about you, what you like and what you don't like, how persuadable you are, Facebook actually thinks that they understand how intelligent you are or how intelligent is not the right word because there's some very smart people who are easily persuaded. Well, I, I mean, you can yeah. you can learn the psychology of someone yes. and p learn how to persuade them. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what these algorithms have learned to do. Yes. And what's that documentary we just watched about... Oh, it was like the social experiment? The social dilemma. The social dilemma. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, and they talk about how these companies learn the psychology of its users mm -hmm. and use that against them. But the documentary doesn't go nearly deep enough because, Not again, enough. they say that this is all about ad revenue. Mm -hmm. And to say that the media only tells us things so that way we buy certain things. Like, it's so much more than just consumerism at this point. Mm -hmm. Maybe this these lies kind of started with that in mind, where they started taking huge corporate donations yep. but now this is about preserving capitalism for the people who are getting filthy rich off of it and preserving US imperialism abroad so that way we can spread this ideology this way of life to every country on earth and that's exactly what we've been doing mm -hmm. you know we've been an imperialist nation for the last few hundred years. The corporate state, the large multinational corporations that really control America, they've been looting the globe, the globe for decades. And that is what all of this is about. Everything that's happening right now is about preserving that as the way things are. Because China is now very powerful. And not only very powerful, but they also are a better partner in how they hold up their end of the bargain and how they deliver on what they're going to say. I can't believe I have to say this every time I talk about China, but I'm not <laughs> saying that China is all good. Yeah. They have some problematic practices of their own. But when you compare them to the behavior of the United States, who is literally trying to overthrow every democratically elected government that they disagree with, going back for a hundred years, 
I just, I just don't understand how people can still like be in denial about what we are at this point. That's what all the propaganda is to convince people of, that we are not that. That everything we do is in the name of American exceptionalism. We are all good. We are benevolent. You know, God bless America. And so the corporate state is desperate right now. Not only is America failing as an economy, and even at home, people are just so poor that we can't afford the the consumerist goods that they used to pump into our economy. Mm-hmm. So things are failing for them here. But again, China is trying to overtake us, is overtaking us in many ways on a global scale. Yes. And they are desperate. They want to just take everything. So the propaganda has been ratcheted up Mm -hmm. to an extreme level. All of this is about preserving the American empire. The empire. (laughs) You You have to just watch the behavior of the State Department while all of this was going on, while everything was falling apart here at home. While our people reached a level of desperation that we have not seen since the Great Depression, while all that was going on, what was our State Department doing? They were way, they, they were tra- attempting coups against Venezuela. Venezuela. The Gray Zone just reported that like Venezuela apprehended another United States-backed terrorist that was trying to bomb their oil facilities. Like they, They're constantly trying still to consolidate the U.S. empire and make it more powerful so, so that we can compete with China. Yeah, and speaking of competing with China, they've been laying on sanctions mm-hmm. on Ven- or yeah, Venezuela and Iran mm-hmm. while COVID's going on and their economies are suffering. Our sanctions on Iran in particular were just particularly brutal, like blocking medical supplies during a pandemic. I mean, like it doesn't get much more evil than that, folks. Yeah, that's what they were doing while millions of people were filing jobless claims while millions of people can't pay their rent. That's what they're doing. Uh, And the jobs aren't coming back. And yeah, they're not creating a federal jobs guarantee even though we need to revolutionize our uh, um, energy grid. Yeah. Like we could work on climate change. That's what we could employ everyone to be doing right now. But instead, they are just trying to heighten tensions. They're doing nothing to help. And push forward their imperialist agenda abroad. The reason, like, you know, I I know that people who believe differently than I do are victims of propaganda and not bad people. I understand that. I tell myself that consciously all the time. They're not my enemies. They are victims. Don't go after them if they come after you. I tell myself that a lot. It doesn't mean I always succeed at it. <laughs> but... It's just a matter of when you're trying to get through to people about such common sense policy like the Green New Deal, when we're in an environment where there's not enough jobs, which is exactly what the corporate state wants, by the way, because you know why? Because if there's very few jobs, then that's that means the worst that they can treat you. They can treat you like an absolute dog. They can pay you shit. They can absolutely abuse you and take your dignity and your humanity. And if you dare to fight back, they can fire you. And they can threaten you with that because you know how desperate it is and how few jobs there are. So that'll keep you in line and keep you from actually having self-respect and standing up for yourself against these corporate fascist bullies. Yeah, think of it this way. Amazon is the number one employer in the U.S. right now. Creating new jobs, I mean. They are creating the most new jobs. 
<laughs> Amazon. King Bezos is what we're going to call him in like two months. The same guy who fired Charles Smalls, a organizer. Well, he only organized because of unsafe conditions during COVID in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. And instead of just making the conditions safe for workers, they fired a union organizer. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. At this point, like, if anybody's still defending capitalism as, like, some kind of, like, humane system, like, you're out of your mind. How essential workers have been treated throughout this crisis is just, it's heinous, like, just absolutely soulless evil has been heaped upon these people the meat packers my god the meat packers like hundreds of meat packing workers have died no 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 uh, there was there's hundreds of cases but only like oh i'm sorry yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. hundreds of cases like severe cases and that's just it when we talk about uh the deaths from covid and we have passed 200,000 yay we're number 1 uh <laughs> but like when we talk about like the 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 deaths from covid I heard a good point the other day from a doctor I was listening to, and they said, you know, that's just the deaths. There are, there's permanent damage done by this virus to a lot of people. Um, a lot of people are ending up with disabilities coming out of this, and then they don't get counted in the deaths, and then like their, their pain and their misery and their story doesn't matter because they didn't die, even though it might have altered the quality of their life forever. So that's very important to remember that there's far more victims of this than the already horrifying number of 200,000 that, that, that we're hearing about. But yeah, I mean, just the way that frontline workers have been treated, it's just inexcusable. It's just mad. Like, rather than locking down, providing protective equipment that's needed, and then paying all your citizens some of their tax money back, our tax money that we paid in, instead of giving us some of that back to live on, no. But let, let's, let's go right into full... Uh, neo-feudal uh, dystopia. <laughs> That's what we're going to do instead. Well, think about the people who are dying from COVID. It is the essential workers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the meatpacking workers. It's the healthcare workers. Yeah. Um, it's, of course, you know, under, underserved communi communities, bleh, mm -hmm. like black and indigenous communities. And it's important to know that, like, COVID is not just bad here because we didn't lock down or any of that stuff. Like, yeah. it's also because... I mean, we should have done that for real. We, we definitely should have done that, no question about it, and, and did it for real, and that would have helped a lot. But also why so many Americans are dying is because Americans, again, due to propaganda and disinformation are like the unhealthiest population on the entire planet. Mm -hmm. Like like we like, like populations in developing nations have much better health outcomes than what Americans do. Well, they have more natural diets. Yeah. They have a better sense of community. Yep. And on top of the pro the food propaganda that we've been fed, mm -hmm. we also don't have a functioning healthcare system At all. that serves everyone equally. Exactly right. So again, it's not it's not just that Donald Trump did uh, some really stupid and bad things, because he did. He's atrocious. <laughs> and Joe Biden said he will not pass me Medicare for all. Yeah, so he's not going to fix anything. I mean, the only way that we are going to have the society that we deserve, that all humans deserve around the world, no matter the color of your skin or where you're from, or even how badly you have behaved because of how your society has tortured you and turned you into a monster. Everyone deserves to live in a society 
that allows you to thrive and actually actualize yourself in the way that you see fit to choose your own destiny, to have your needs met, and then not have to worry about starvation or violence from your government or, or poverty or, or homelessness or, or any of these things that is the psychological torture that Americans live with every single day, even before this crisis happened. Totally. This society has never been fair. It has never been just. It has always been controlled by maniacs. Dr. Harriet Fraud read a really interesting study that moved me. She reported that Americans are shrinking in height. Yeah. Where we used to be some of the tallest people, we are now being the, some of the shortest. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that has to be inextricably linked mm -hmm. to our economic growth. I mean, it's gone up for Wall Street, but down for Main Street. Yes. You know, people do not have the ability to thrive like what you were talking about. And it is manifested in actual stunted growth of our height. How bizarre is that? Our way of life is just devolving us. Yeah, we have devolved. It, and, yeah, talking about, you know, the health of our population, mm -hmm. you know, back in even just the 70s, most people were rather healthy and slim and fit. Mm -hmm. You know, there there were still overweight people and people who overate and whatnot. They were few and far between, though. But the food has gotten more Frankenstein since then. Mm -hmm. The food has been pushed to the youngest people in our society. Mm -hmm. And we have no ability to care for ourselves or our elders. Advertising junk food to children is also a crime against humanity. Nobody can convince me otherwise. It is. And there was a point where that was trying to be banned so that way people couldn't attack Young's children's psyche but that was pushed down and mm -hmm. here we are today we have the most obese people mm -hmm. on the planet. Back in the 80s there were actually parent groups that like organized and fought back against that and they were defeated by the Reagan administration. Yep. But it doesn't mean that we quit fighting friends. We keep fighting even though we're the... going to lose most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and in reference to voting I'm still just like really conflicted about the whole thing. I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on it. And I understand the plea to vote for Joe Biden to stop fascism, like an anti-fascist vote. At this point, I, I honestly get that argument. And I don't begrudge anybody who's going to do that for that reason. I really yeah, don't. I don't. I don't blame right. you for being so scared out of your mind that you feel that's the best course of action. Like, I don't. I'm not going to Because four more years of Trump would be deadlier. Deadlier. Especially at home. I don't know. I can't say that would be true abroad because, once again, Joe Biden... He's never met a war he didn't like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, death is relative, I guess, depending on who you are. But I would like to believe that if we can have these conversations and convince enough people that nothing's going to change in the right ways mm -hmm. for either candidate and agree that if we can all decide to vote third party... Green Party is trying to get on a lot of the ballots. Yep. If we could make that happen, all we need is to reach a 15% threshold, and then at least we can be viable maybe in the next election. There's no way in hell the Green Party is going to win this election. I mean, they, they, the Democrats have got them taken off the ballot in a few states. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and this is after, like, they sanctimoniously, like, talk about the integrity of elections when it comes to mail-in voting. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they turn around and, like, get the Green Party removed from the ballot. Like, 
Nothing we, is sacred. We have two far-right-wing, authoritarian, totalitarian political parties. Now, are there some differences? Yes. I won't, oh, yeah. I won't say that there aren't. But the behavior, when it comes to the most crucial things, you know, the Democrats continuously fund Trump's bloated war budget and let, give him the power to drop as many bombs and murder as many people as what he wants to, even though they call him the most dangerous, blah, blah, blah. It's political theater, folks. The Democrats are behind the prison industrial complex. Exactly They're right. behind Joe all Bi of our outsourced jobs. Joe Biden is an architect in the carceral state and the rise of private prisons. Joe Biden did more to make that happen than most people. But you know that. Yeah, most of you know that. We just... Uh, we have to forget about that in order to cast this anti-fascist vote sometimes. But, yeah, like I said, I, I uh, just wish that we could all mobilize and say, screw all of you. Mm -hmm. We're going to vote third party. And not only that, but I we need to take... <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I hope I don't get disappeared. <laughs> but, you know, other countries do this all the time. They ask their elected officials to step down. They don't ask. No, they, they force them to. They demand, yes. And look at what happened in Beirut recently. Yeah. After the, the explosion they, they at the They made the, the whole government stand down. Because it was due to government negligence mm -hmm. that all those people died and the port basically exploded, destroying the economy even more than it already was. They got those people to step down. Mm -hmm. It's happening in Belarus right now. Elected officials are stepping down because people are rising up and mobilizing toward a common enemy, not each other. The propaganda in the U.S. has made us point guns at each other. Mm -hmm. And that is the most dangerous thing of all of this. We are headed toward a Nazi-esque situation if we divide and conquer ourselves. We need to look towards the people who are creating the chaos. Mm -hmm. And it's not leftists. It's not even QAnoners who are creating it's the not, chaos. like they're victims. It's not We them. are all victims of their manipulation. We need to be united against the psychopathic billionaires. Like this, we, look, in Iceland, after the crash of 2008, they made their government stand down and they had all the bankers that were involved in the financial crisis arrested. Yes. That is how... People can come together and make real systemic change. There are examples of this going back throughout history. Americans need to believe in themselves again and believe in our power. And if we can do that, we can stop all of this that's happening right now. We do not need to be helpless. We do not have to feel like we have any power. We need to realize that we are very powerful so long as we're united and as long as... We have what's good for everyone driving us as our motivation at our core. They're going to call us demons. They're going to call us monsters, even though they're the monsters. That's what they do. We have to remember that we are on the right side of history, and we are fighting for what's good and what's just. And, my friends, we need to be braver than we've ever been in our lives in this moment. Yeah. Anything else to add, Tori? <laughs> Yep. No, I think that pretty much sums it all up. <laughs> I hope that we have created, you know, a conversation that gets people thinking and uh, gives you a little bit of hope. <laughs> Please keep your eyes on the real enemies. It's the people creating this environment. It's not your fellow poor countrymen. Even if he's standing there with a gun and he wants to kill you, it's because he's a victim. 
It's the corporate class. It's the captured politicians. That's exactly right. It is not each other. Those are our enemies, not each other. Please remember to love each other. It's been great being back with you guys. Uh, We will be uploading videos on a regular basis um, pretty soon. We're we're getting back into it. But thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Love you guys. Solidarity. Solidarity.